Hello friends, it's news reporter Anna back with episode three. It is August 28th, 2023. Absolutely honored and excited to have yet another brand new guest on today. Uh, Yeah, this week has been tough for me emotionally and mentally. So I truly feel like this episode couldn't have come at a better time. I do want to go ahead and preface this episode with a warning to our listeners. We are going to dive into a pretty heavy topic today that revolves around suicide uh, and how my guest has firsthand dealt with the loss of a loved one to suicide. My mission with today's episode is truly to shed light on these difficult topics and help our listeners to be encouraged to have those tough conversations so that we can better help and love others. If you or someone you know is struggling with these issues, there are numerous professional resources, including the Suicide and Crisis Hotline 988 that is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And remember, if you are struggling, it is okay to share your feelings. So with that, we will go ahead and move into the main segment of today's episode. I have officially listened through all of Zach Bryan's latest self-named album that dropped on Friday. It consists of 16 songs that will take you just under an hour to listen to in its entirety. So go ahead and give that a listen if you haven't already. And yeah, I think that about does it for an intro, right? Thank you for joining me today on episode three. Hang on tight. It's going to be a wild ride. Here we go. Joining me in the studio today, uh, I'm actually at a different studio, a home office, and I am with a good friend, someone who's never been on the show before, super excited. Um, This is someone that I have grown up around, not necessarily with, um, but our paths have crossed and we have become very close friends. Um, She is a mom, a Disney fanatic, a former co-worker. Um, Please welcome to the studio. Oh, (laughs) hold on welcome to my studio no i'm just kidding yeah please welcome to her very own studio Woo! i don't know why i am blanking on your last name you can call me whatever last name you want is it are you you, you gonna call me georgia gallopo because please i haven't been called georgia gallopo in so long and i miss it i am genuinely gonna tell you what i I keep thinking your last name is oh my gosh please georgia walgreens Is that how I'm saved in your phone still? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Change it to uh, something else. Yeah. From the days of the WAG, as they call it. Cole. Yes. Georgia Cole. When did you start? When did we start working together? Um, I started working in Walgreens at, at last year. Was that, what's that, 2022? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started in April of 2022, but I think you started, well, you had left, but came back. Yes, yes, yes. But I knew you from before. Um, from right. You probably remember me uh, growing up. Like I, I, you say grown, like, do when, you remember when I was a child? No, no, no. <laughs> See, that's funny because I remember you from when I was at Emmanuel, but like, I didn't come to Emmanuel until me and Robert were engaged and I was right. Our 21, church. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I met you there, but so you were, you were, how old would you have been? Cause I'm 30, I'm almost 32 now. When we met. Yeah. Um, I was either 22, 23. Okay. Somewhere in there. Gotcha. I remember you from further back because of your dad. Your dad is the goat, the <laughs> legend that holds uh, a, a Christian radio station together, 88.5 WGIE. Shout Shameless out. plug, Jim Gallopo <laughs> in the mornings. Ooh, he's given me so many shout outs. It's my turn now. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd like to say hi today to my dad, Jim Gallopo. I hope woo, you have woo, a great woo, day, woo. dad. We love you, Jim. Even though I remember growing up around you, I really grew up around your dad. That's probably, you know what? That's probably how a lot of people know me now. And yeah. um, 
people don't recognize, you know, my new last name now is Cole, but they, they recognize my dad's name. So then when I tell them that's my dad, they, they're like, oh my gosh, I know who your dad is. I've listened to him for forever. And then they're, then they tell me, I heard your dad on the radio and I'm like, what nonsense did he say today? Because oh you never know with my dad what he's yeah. going to say. He's kind of, he's kind of goofy, but he's fun. He's a, he's a good listen. Gosh, I don't know where I'd be without his voice getting me through those those mornings where my mom was taking me to school and he would do the the impossible question is that what y'all had well or? he did that and he also did the joke of the day if you yes. remember that yeah. that was a while ago he would do the joke of the day the impossible yeah. question now they do um factor fiction is the yes, newest factor one. fiction I love factor fiction i got in i think right when they started the transition from that oh, okay the gotcha fiction i think he was a little bit of the inspiration of why i got into the radio honestly really yeah because i just remember he just had this big energetic inviting voice this is a true story someone came up to my mom once and asked if she if they could touch my dad oh and my mom's like uh I, oh, wow. like i guess i don't know and my yeah. dad's like what That's, uh, <laughs> but some people are like really weird about it and some people are really nice you know it just yeah. kind of depends on the level of fan that they are which i've right. had a lot of people say my dad's famous and i'm like eh, i feel like he is. i don't know about that see and in the christian industry how long how long has he been at that radio station at just that radio station he's been there for 33 years so i mean i would say i guess yeah locally he's locally famous right, right, right. you know but if i name drop him like in a different state you yeah. know well i don't know but maybe because they got a big reach louisville, now louisville is a big you know big city that's true and it's like the number one like christian radio in that that area right yeah. Would you say? I would say so, yeah. I mean, I feel like their biggest competition is probably like, what, Caleb? It's Caleb. Don't, I mean, but, Dad, don't listen to the Caleb part there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we. I don't listen to Caleb. I, I just can't. Uh, Skip and Amy. I don't even know Skip who that over. is. See? I'm just like, ah! <laughs> okay, I can't I'm use that. Can't. <laughs> that was for you, Jim Galvo. So what about you? What do you do? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are, you are married. I am. I've been You're, married for almost 10 years now. Uh, you are a working mother. You have I am. three beautiful children. Thank you. You're married. I am. Mr. Mr. Rob. Mr. Rob been married for almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years next year, but it feels like Gosh. a thousand. So what what time were you, or what time? <laughs> what time were you married? <laughs> uh, I got married in May of 2014, but we got engaged in November of 2012, but we've been together basically since high school. We were high school sweethearts. So you guys met in high school. So you were we high did. school sweethearts. But we weren't allowed to date because I went to a Christian school. Oh, here we go. So yeah, Christian school. It's a it's a different uh, uh, way to grow up. Yeah. I think. How? What is your take on Christian school? Your kids don't go to Christian school. No. What was your experience like? Because I don't have a lot of friends that that went to. Because you went Christian to public school. school, right? Yeah. Where'd you go? I went to Central, Central Hardin. Oh, wow. Okay. So when we first started going there, my mom wanted us to go to a Christian school. We moved from Louisville down to, um, uh, not E-Town, but we moved to Flaherty. It's like 20 or, mm. 20 or 30 minutes away from E-Town, if you know where that is. I'm familiar. Yeah. So um, my mom wanted us to go to a Christian school closer, but there wasn't really any locally. Like in E-Town, there's, like now they have a few, but they didn't when we moved here, which was when I was five. What would you say is the difference? Like, why would why did your mom want you to go to a Christian school versus going to a public school? Was it in was it like a smaller setting? You think? Well, definitely when we first started going there, it was for the smaller setting. But I think she wanted it for the um, like for the for how we'd grow up. You know, like the the culture. I guess I think I think this is a common misconception too that people have is that you go to a Christian school automatically everyone's going to be nicer uh, and yep, all of this. Yep. And um, you know, I didn't I didn't go to a public school, but I did go to. Um, 
you know, I went to community college and that was my first honestly real uh, that time that I wasn't in a Christian school. So it was right. culture shock. I mean, it really oh, was. Yeah. Um, but when we first started going there, there was only, I mean, in my class alone, I think I had four people. <laughs> like <laughs> when I first started going, yeah, my brother is a year older than me and we had combined classes. So they did like first and second grade together. So my brother and I were in the same nice. first and second grade class. Nice. Yeah, and I think that class total had six kids. So that was one of them, my brother. Right. So does, <laughs> that, does that even count? I know, right? It was did y'all really just weird. like, y'all just probably just did one worksheet together and counted that well, as your assignment? Yeah, kind of. And But they also did split up the classes. Like they would say, okay, we're going to do like oh. the first grade class. And then while, while then while they taught the second grade, the first grade did their worksheet type thing. So it wasn't just like one wow. big worksheet. It was like, you know, they split it. Yeah. But then as we got older, I think in fourth grade is when the school got really big. Um, I say really big. That's when they opened, like started opening it up more to the public. Mm -hmm. Cause we were the first ones that weren't associated with the church that it was at to go to that, oh, I that see, I to see. go to that school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of opened it up, you know, go us. <laughs> Trendsetter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in fourth grade, I remember the school got so big that they had to move into a new building. Um, and so I was no longer how big meaning how many how many kids oh gosh uh, I think you know we were seven. at like no <laughs> we got one extra I think kid. in the whole school we had like maybe 75 okay that's a lot bigger than I was thinking well was. but this goes from kindergarten to 12th grade so not oh, total within uh, yeah I'm talking about within the high school and all the grades so they moved to a bigger uh, it was still in the same lot but they just moved mm -hmm. to a bigger building I see yeah so that was, and that was kind of different, you know, cause I was going from really small class of like maybe six or seven. And then I had like 20 kids in my class oh, wow. and you know, then I hear a story. How many kids were in your like graduating class alone? Uh, 400, uh, over 400 to date. I'm not kidding. Cause my niece and nephew still go to this school. Um, that we still have my, mine and Robert's senior class is still the biggest senior class. Can I take a guess? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with like 15. Come on, Anna. We have more than that. We had 20. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you were really close, Mind though. <laughs> but yeah, 20. And that's still the biggest graduating class of that school right now for, oh. for seniors. Yes, yeah, oh, 20 wow. kids. Um, so we were all really close as seniors, uh, yeah. you know. Um, right. But I, I have to say that um, academically, it might be different now because we graduated 15 years ago at this point. I think it's been 15. I graduated 2009. So I don't know where that leaves me. <laughs> <laughs> how many years we got now um i don't want to do math yeah math is y'all figure it out you know listen see that's that's where i'm going with this academically <laughs> it wasn't the the like i think we did really good in like english and, and literature and stuff like that like we had a really good grasp on grammar you know we were diagramming the other day was your yes you yeah were. was your grammar based on the bible or no or is that just a common everything like every subject we had went back to the bible like um sorry <laughs> No, I'm not like I'm not joking. Like they would do math problems and they'd have like Bible verses about like numbers and stuff and no like way. well there is the book of numbers in the Bible. Yeah. But it wasn't like they would even take it from there. It would just be like talking about like oh orderly things because you know math has an order and stuff. Like it, they would just kind of put it I, I in your textbook. Yeah. Type thing. You gotta make the Bible applicable for sure. Yeah. And I mean like that I, might, that I might feel be like they tried. It. And then their beliefs were definitely different than mine when the school first started getting kind of big we had you know bible classes and stuff and i remember at one point them saying that if you listen to contemporary christian music 
which is what my dad listened to, that you were like a sinner and awful and it was, you know, heathenistic music basically. Oh, wow. Now they like it and they and they go to oh, all these concerts yeah. and that, that kind of hurts though. I went there. You know. Remember when I, I showed you that video when I was there at your school? When did you go to my school? For a volleyball game. Oh, that's right. Were, yeah, yeah, because they were playing school. Toby Mac. That's and, right. Yeah, and they were jamming to Toby Mac. I know. It's very different than how I went there. It, it's different now, but like yeah. when I went, it wasn't a good environment necessarily academically like robert's an engineer now but he didn't have the math and science that he needed he ended up taking online classes just so he could take like regular college prep classes it, like it because he went to L, right just so he could take him at L. so he took i think it was pre-cal or calculus i can't remember which one but he took one of those just as a summer class to get prepared for college i was a cheerleader for a while i was a back spotter um i was the worst cheerleader that they had no joke what does a cheer team at a christian school wear they have we to wear wore... turtlenecks. Okay, listen, I hate how accurate that actually was. Am I right? We did wear turtleneck bodysuits. Knew it. And we wore... <laughs> oh, you can't show the shoulders, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually, you couldn't. And no knees? No. Or... So our skirts were long, and okay. we wore, like, um, what do you call them? Like, bike shorts underneath. Okay. So we had we had the, the turtleneck bodies. I hate that you knew it was a turtleneck. <laughs> how did I know? I'm I don't good. know. <laughs> well, I just figured... You... Cause it, cause it was your neck. to a V, so you got to cover it up. Yeah, they banned me from clapping. I'm so offbeat. Like it was not good. And they'd be like, okay, because we we practiced for competition. They did a competition with all the Christian schools, you know. And amen. Uh, and, that's right. And Kentucky. everybody's a winner. No, we we no we we got first place <laughs> one year. Hey, <laughs> but um, the first shall be last. The last shall be first. That's right. Very biblical. So, were but, you for a story? Listen, <laughs> so that year, though, that we were practicing for competition, and then they told me, Georgia, listen, this is a big deal. It's competition. They're grading everything. Pretend to clap when you run out there. Because, like, we ran out, like, starting the cheer, and we were like, whatever the cheer was, and we're clapping. Oh. <laughs> and then they're like, you pretend. <laughs> Pretend clap is crazy. So I did the pretend clap. And then the next year when I auditioned for, um, you know, to be a cheerleader, I, of course, did not make the cut. Because I you also... You should have told them that you were a first place cheer. Listen, I couldn't even do a cartwheel. It was bad. Like, I couldn't clap. I couldn't do a cartwheel. And instead of doing the cheers on the sidelines, I got too into the basketball game and just started, like, yelling at refs and stuff. So, I mean, you know, it was like... Well, not yelling I at mean, refs, but, like... I eh. feel like there's a special place for you. It's in the bleachers. It really is. Like it, I'm, yeah. I'm a super fan. I'm the one yeah. that holds. Like we had the, uh, you know, the basketball team went to state several times in a row. Actually, and we had like a big giant like D cutout and then a fence, like a like a little tiny like plastic picket fence. So we would hold and be like defense, defense, oh fence. Yeah, like a literally like just part that of like a so plastic smart. fence. I never yeah. seen anybody do that. And then whenever um one team would go to do their free throws, we literally had newspapers and we held them in front of our face. They eventually told us to stop that because they said it was like bad sportsmanship. Yeah, but it was hilarious. It was hilarious. That is funny. Yeah. So, but um, anyway, wow. with the whole shuffle of being in Christian school, when did you, when did you have googly eyes for Rob? I think it hit me about tenth or eleventh grade. Okay. Like it definitely wasn't ninth. In fact, he. You, so out of all the four or five boys. Hey, and you know what? <laughs> you didn't have very many options. I didn't have a lot of <laughs> options, no. But hey, that was good. For, that was good on good on Rob. So Rob is six three, so he's by far one of the tallest people in your school. He was for sure um, until, like I said, um, I think until uh, junior year, we had a guy 
His name was Mark, and he was 6'11". They were two of the tallest guys in school, yeah. Did he do sports, Rob? No. Oh, he, I'm sorry. He played golf. Like, if you ever saw this man play basketball, he's tall, but yeah, he's got... N- no. It's mm-hmm. like watching a giraffe try to run. It's not oh. good. <laughs> what drew you in? So this is going to sound really lame, but I'm going to say it because this is, this is how it started, okay? In ninth grade, we had PE class, and I hated PE class, okay? Because the teacher we had decided that, like, every PE class we needed to play dodgeball, but it was, like, the intense dodgeball where they just, like, throw those, like, you, you know the you balls know, that you play? You teachers love doing that to their Why? kids. Why? I, I say it's just like a, the, it's modern day stoning. It, no, <laughs> no joke. Well, they have to make it applicable. So that, <laughs> everything is goes that, back to is the that Bible. Why? So I finally found out. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier. Because they would use, you know, those balls that you use for the playground balls? They would. Was they, it like a kickball? Yeah. They the, play the dodgeball the with kickballs. Oh, wow. So it stung. Yeah. I mean. Those burn. And those yeah. leave mar- like whelps. Oh, yeah. And they didn't like hold back just because you were a girl. Like, no, man. They, they full a on. Stoning is a stoning. I told you, listen, <laughs> in modern day stoning, it's horrible. So I found out. I realized, like, I don't know, several months into the school year, I was like, I can just pretend like I got out in dodgeball because once you got out, you had to go sit on the bleachers. So I would just pretend to get hit after being in the game for like, I don't know, maybe like three minutes. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm out. So I would always go sit with Rob. I'll just say he had a problem with his feet. So he had a doctor's note. So a lot of times, you know, if there was a lot of like running and stuff, he wouldn't, um, you know, play. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I would go sit on the bleachers and talk to him during gym class. And listen, this is going to be like the nerdiest, corniest thing ever. I'm, Nerds have a special place in my heart, okay? Because I'm not one and I need them to help me. I cheated off of Robert the whole time we were in school. That's the only way I passed geometry. Oh, wow. I cheated off him and a girl named Sarah. That's the only way I passed. Um, Shout out. <laughs> yeah, but I would sit with him and he, he had um like playing cards and he would show me magic tricks. So literally that's like he would... He stole your heart. He did. He stole my heart with magic tricks. Got and you. you know, what's my card? It's mm. it's the any of the hearts. Does he still do magic or no? Um, he does if you ask him really nicely. But he, he only wants to do it if he can <laughs> explain how it works. And I'm like, no, oh, I don't want to know how I it works. I am a fan. Not a lot of magicians will do that. I have mad respect for him. Well, you know what? He's been dying to tell me how this one card trick works. He did this in high school, okay? It's it's this genie trick. And it's a card with a, with that has like a genie on it. And um, he guesses whatever card you think of in your head it's it's really weird um and very cool and that was the trick that like kind of blew my mind and he's only done it one other time since then and he's dying to tell me how and i'm like no i believe it's literally magic he can show me i'm gonna tell him that because then i want you to do it to me and i want to see if it's still magical (laughs) but we got voted as most likely to get married one year and look at that i know right and that was manifested at your christian school it was but like we we both liked each other but we didn't admit it until i think senior year um during the ice storm of 2009 do you remember that oh wow the ice storm yes yeah because yeah, we we texted each other a lot like over mess it was when oh. facebook messenger just came out like they had just oh, wow. started facebook messenger no way. yes i was there for like the groundbreaking you know whatever they like you know beta or whatever it is yeah and, <laughs> and me and robert would message like all the time on that during that and during the ice storm we messaged a lot and so did we, you guys have power i actually didn't my power was out in my house for 11 days but i stayed yeah. with my sister and with my best friend jordan jordan none yeah. now yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome that you were like you were probably one of the first facebook like messenger users yeah we were i remember when it It does make me feel a little bit old now that i say that because i'm like you've probably just been like messenger's been around like forever i remember when we could only write on walls Um, like you poked each other 
And then there was like flare. Are you are you old? Uh, young enough? Old enough to re- what? To remember flare boards, where it looked like a cork no. board and you had buttons that you put on there. Sure don't. Wow. But I do remember having something besides an iPhone. So, there's that. I had the uh, the BlackBerry. <gasps> I always wanted a BlackBerry. I feel like that would have made me feel so like sophisticated. Just going, just be like, I gotta send this email. And the ticks, the ticks just. But so now, soothing. you know what's crazy? I can't have like any sound. Everything's got to be on vibrate. I used mm-hmm. to love the sounds on my oh, on the phone. Oh, so you can't have your sound on? No, I hate having my sound on. The clicks. Yeah. It drives me nuts now. But it didn't used to. I used to really the like it. The vibrate doesn't do anything though? Oh, do it does eventually. Like if people start texting me too much, like especially yeah. on my watch, I'll take my watch off because it mm-hmm. just keeps buzzing and uh, it's it's like a sensory overload thing. Yeah. It's overstimulating. It is. Especially with three children. Oh, yeah. Overstimulating. How is that? How do you feel like life has changed in the 10 years that you've been married to transitioning to kids oh gosh how is life now for you when we got married like we literally had a fairy tale wedding it's disney theme you know it's disney it is amazing and i feel like now okay this is gonna sound really weird when i say it like this but my honeymoon night was horrible and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you why it's really funny in hindsight though so we we get to a hotel and like you know we're super tired because you know we had the wedding and then we drove from e-town to dalton georgia so and we didn't get there until like 11 30 at night it was really late yeah and i can't sleep unless it's like pitch black right so we're at this like janky motel and there's a oh there's a, like a crack in the window curtain you know we're just like a little tiny bit of light can come yeah. through but we're by the interstate so it's like this giant floodlight like shining in the room like in my eye and i'm like oh my gosh i can't go to sleep so i'm just like sitting there like wide-eyed like oh my gosh i can't go to sleep robert falls asleep instantly i mean you know i just nice. like okay so i'm laying in bed and then i finally get to sleep it's like 2 a.m and then all of a sudden Okay, you might have to turn me down on this. Robert Robert yells, Okay! All right! <laughs> and flips completely over in the bed three times. Like, I mean, like a full circle. Now, remember, we said he's 6'3". A 6'3 man flipping over in bed three times is terrifying. Because, like, I was, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get crushed. I'm going to die. <laughs> no. And then after that, he's completely still. Not another sound. He's I, dead. I thought he, I literally <laughs> thought my husband died on our honeymoon. I like felt him and I like poked him. I'm like, Robert, Robert, nothing. Radio silence. And I'm like, bruh, my husband just died. And then finally I got <laughs> oh him gosh. to just like move. And I was like, okay, okay. So he's not dead. <laughs> and then I got a pillow and a blanket and I, I took, I took it and I got out of bed and I laid underneath the sink because they had like a sink that was like Georgia. outside of their bathroom and I laid underneath the sink for my honeymoon night. That's how I slept. And then I woke up at like 6 a.m. <sighs> so mad at him and I was like, do you know what you did last night? <laughs> and he was like, what? And I told him and um, yeah, that was fun. Aww. So then we the next exit we got off and we got breakfast and he bought me a sleep mask and earplugs. So, oh, wow. Wait, so you got, did you guys live together before you got married or no? No. So we, we had, um, we dated for a year. We were engaged for two years and we got married. So the first night that I ever spent with him was our honeymoon night. I gotcha. And then, um, the honeymoon was okay. We went to, well, I mean, I say, okay, like I, we didn't sleep in the same bed, not our honeymoon. We slept in two separate beds. And then, um, we went to Disney though. Disney's lit (laughs) (laughs) with Disney World. And then, you know, we got home and I, I tried to sleep in the same bed as him and I, I couldn't like, it was hard. I still actually, we sleep separately a lot. Like 
just yeah. because he moves around a lot and he's really yeah. loud. Like, it's not because I don't love him now, but like, <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> but it just helps us both get better sleep, I think. Yeah. And um, sometimes I'll, I'll go up there with him, but like, it's it's easier because I have a really hard time going to sleep. No, oh, yeah. Um, and now and you throw kids into the mix of that. Yeah. And it's just, it's rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the first year of our marriage, though, was was bad. I'm I'm not really? gonna lie. Yeah, I wanted to divorce him. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and that he, hard. It was. It was really hard. We had um, we had a miscarriage. I guess how far into the. We got married in May, and I found out I was pregnant. Like, I don't remember when it was. Uh, I guess it was in November or yeah, November. Um, found out I was pregnant. And I was really excited. You know, we announced to like our family and stuff at Christmas. And then in January, we found out that we lost the baby. Mm-hmm. So we had a miscarriage in January. And um, I was really mad after that. Like, I was not happy with anybody or anything. And Rob was really sweet and understanding through it all. But like, um, then we got pregnant with Izzy in March. And I was still mad about the miscarriage. Right. And I wasn't ready to be pregnant with Izzy, you know? Yeah. And, you know, eventually I got over it, obviously. You know, I I love Izzy. She's amazing. But, like, Izzy had a, we had a really challenging labor. And after she was born, she was a very difficult infant. She was very colicky. And also she would, like, vomit. And constantly she was failure to thrive. She would choke on her own vomit. Like, we literally had to take turns, like, staying awake at night um, mm-hmm. to make sure she didn't choke in her sleep. So the whole, like, first year... It's just like, it was bad. It was a blur. Um, But the second year was a lot better. Um, You know, and now like looking back, you know, here we are at year nine. (laughs) And I, it's, this has probably been one of the best years, you know, just. That's good. That's so good to hear. It is. And like, I know like, I was like really somber there for a little bit, but like, I know some people, they, their first year is like their honeymoon year. And I feel like we got ours honestly at like year seven or eight was our honeymoon year. Yeah. Um, because we had all three of the girls at that point, you know, 2020, you know, it's weird. 2020, that was like our honeymoon year, mm. but when I, everybody else was kind of struggling. Yeah. But I think it worked out for us cause we were able to like, just connect, you know, right. and we were with each other a lot and I had help with Audrey when she was there, but like going from, from two kids to three kids is like literally the worst. <laughs> it is so stressful. <laughs> Dang. I know some people like going from one to two, but I'm like, no, that was that was easy. Yeah, because that's when the kids outnumber the parents. Exactly, that, that and that's the problem. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, I'm outnumbered now, and it's just they're all really well. Maggie's not, but Izzy and Audrey are just like so loud. Like literally earlier today, me and Audrey are playing, and my watch, I have a the decibel setting. You know, it tells you when it gets too loud. Ninety five decibels, and oh it was like gosh. it's too loud. <laughs> It's yeah. like 10 minutes at this level will <laughs> cause hearing damage. And one year for, I think it was for Mother's Day, Rob bought me those loop earplugs, the ones that you can wear like concerts and stuff. Yeah. So whenever, like, especially during dinner time, it's the worst because you got like pots clanking around and like the sounds from like the exhaust or the oh, yeah. boiling water Beautiful and the sounds. kids shouting because it's witching hour. <laughs> I put in my I put in my loop earplugs, <laughs> wow. and it helps a lot. Wow! And I also so you don't hear them, just you know. I mean, everything. you can hear them, but it's it's at a much lower decibel, right. and so right. it's not near as like overstimulating. Yeah. So, and I only put them in for I don't know maybe like fifteen or twenty minutes, just enough to like kind of calm me down, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just it's a lot. It's a lot on the senses, you know. Yeah. I, gosh, I don't know how you. I don't know how you how you do it. Not gracefully some days. <laughs> yeah. 
But your kids are so good and they're so kind. They are. In fact, that's what I, I tell them Why all the time. I say it like that. I don't know. So <laughs> kind. They're so kind. They're like, they're very sweet kids. And I know they're not always, you know, they're, no kid is always like that. No, but I've also told them, like, I taught them that, you know, I don't care what you're good at. You know, like, if you're good in school, not good in school, that part doesn't matter to me. I was like, what really matters to me? Like, of course, you know, I'm not saying I don't want them to, you know, excel in what they do and do their best. But I tell them the most important thing is that you're kind to people. I was like, above all else, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear that you made straight A's, but we're mean. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you yeah, to be the mean no, girls yeah. at school. And my kids aren't like even at school Izzy has always been one of the friendliest kids and like there's kids that are like oh my gosh we love Izzy you know and it's just she's just a really friendly child she's like she's like her mother (laughs) and she met no stranger no not at all I think she gave you a hug before she left or was that Maggie I don't know one of Maggie did Maggie just gave me a hug just now yeah Yeah. and like they'll give people hugs that they don't know very well so sometimes you do have to watch a little bit stranger danger and it sounds weird because they also know how to stand up for themselves at the same time my mom has said before, you know, like, oh, your kid's throwing a fit or being sassy or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, but she's not being mean about it. Like, I mean, okay. You're right. Being Every s- kid has a, a meltdown. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm going to let her get it out of her system and not tell her to, you know, hide your feelings. Like, get it out. And then as long as you're, and if, and if something happens, like she had tennis and she was, she ended up at one point throwing or hitting tennis balls at her teacher, which was not a drill because no one else was doing it. <laughs> oh, I know. Is he? Yeah, it was very weird. I was I was really mad about it. Like, I, I shouldn't have. But I yelled at her because I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is not OK. And like, I, I chewed her up one side and down the other. And I was like, you need to apologize to that coach. And the next time we had practice, she went and she apologized to her coach because I was like, you shouldn't have been doing that. And Izzy's like, yeah, yeah I know. Like, she even knew she wasn't supposed to. But Dang. like, she knew. Yeah. And I mean. Shout out to the coaches. They were awesome. Teaching a bunch of five to seven. You were at practice. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> or at a game. I don't Something's remember. Something's always going to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, I always teach him kindness above everything, you know, because my, my favorite verse in the Bible is, you know, Ephesians 432, be kind to one another. It's the golden rule. Do to others what you want them to do to you, you know, so yeah. if you're kind to other people. They'll be kind to you. And um, I don't want my I just don't want my kids to grow up being that mean kid. You know, and Robert also, he has like a really big heart. Um, a lot of people don't, he does. He, a lot of people don't know him super well, but like he'll take, like he's given people just like gas money before, bought their groceries. One guy came up to him, just asked him for like money for a sandwich because he was at a gas station and Robert ended up, uh, it was a trucker. So he ended up paying for like him to shower, bought him a meal and then like, wow. you know, some other stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. he just texts me sometimes be like, by the way, I spent, X amount of money. So if you see it come out of the bank account, this is what happened. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But yeah. we have, we've always said like, if you feel like you're supposed to help somebody out, like if you're supposed to pay for their groceries, you're supposed to do this, do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that I have, you know, found somebody who's like me in that regard. And it's just like, no, you, you help people who need help. And if you even feel drawn to that person, you know, you just go and help them out. So. Right. It, Mad respect. So yeah. Everybody can take something from that for sure. I mean, there's, so many people that want to do kind, but they want that kindness back in return. And you are just not one of those people like you would go out of your way and not expect anything in return. I mean, I don't think it's to me, it's not transactional. It's just something that I do because uh, to me, it's the right thing to do. But yeah, you're right. I don't I don't expect so if I give someone, you know, gas money, I don't expect him to turn around and give me gas money. And a lot of times, you know, like like I said, with these people, he's he's never seen them again. You know, he yeah. sees them at the gas station, gives them, you know, 40 bucks for gas and, right. you know, buys them a drink. Like, 
the chances of you seeing them again are so slim. But you know it made that person's day. Pay it forward. Yeah. That's awesome. That's incredible. You're a good family. Thank you. Doing good in our community. That's right. We, we need we need more Cole families out there. We we call ourselves couple goals. <laughs> couple goals. I'm dead. A lot of people have actually said before, like, because me and Robert started out as, as friends. We didn't start like you say, when did I see googly eyes? Like it wasn't until eleventh grade, but like we started out as really good friends. And so we've kept that Y'all are friends first. Exactly. And so yeah. we're like, we have friends over. So we're gonna be friends with everybody, you know, and yeah. it's like and yeah. you guys are always having friends over, I feel like. Oh, we love game night. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I I still get emotional thinking about this. But um, when we were working together, when Thanksgiving was rolling around, and it was my yeah. first holiday that I wasn't going to be able to, I, I chose not to spend it with my family due to certain personal issues that I was having in my own life. And you openly just were like, hey, our door is open to you. And it wasn't just me, too. You had... Um, others of our coworkers that joined and yeah, you didn't expect us to bring any food. You didn't. You just said come with an empty stomach and and you would do that for anyone. I mean, I would so. if we me and Robert have a I guess we kind of call it an open door policy. If anyone ever needs a place to stay for any reason, they don't have to tell us. It's you're welcome. I mean, we have we have a couch. <laughs> we yeah. don't have anything fancy, but hey, like, that couch is comfy. And if someone comes to the door looking for you, we will deny that you're there if you want us to. I mean, you know, yeah. it's very much a, if you need to stay for an hour or a week, it doesn't matter where our house is welcome. You're just going to hear a lot of noisy kids. But <laughs> if you want us to leave you alone, we will. If you want us to, you know, entertain you, we will. But, you know, yeah. and I, I'm going to have another Friendsgiving, which, of course, you have to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll you, be there. If you miss, well, I might be upset. I think our Thanksgiving, what our well, Friendsgiving. Yeah, Friendsgiving, yeah. Was a uh, Jack Harlow inspired. The bucket of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so I shout out to Jack Harlow. He did not he did not show up for that. You know, um, I, I didn't have his Addy at the time. Well, I had texted him, but he never texted me back. <laughs> I got to get a new ornament this year, so I'm not sure what it's going to be because uh, I had everyone sign that bucket of chicken bucket of ornament, chicken. and it's going to get hung up on my tree. So, yeah. Yep. So, uh, Georgia, I've been contemplating going back and forth of should I make this podcast like a video podcast where people can see our faces as we're talking? But oh, so you can see my real messy bun. <laughs> yeah, and there's just a lot of pressure with that that I just wasn't ready to Oh, face. in the messy room. Yeah, I, so I get that. It almost just entices people to listen because they're trying to envision what you look like. You know what? That's always been a fun thing. And then like, yeah. you know, you see people finally and you're like, oh, they don't really look like they right, did. Or they like, did. You're, you're Georgia? Yeah. What do you, what, what? With a name like Georgia, because that is a really unique name. It has to be good. I think a Smuckers, you know that commercial? With a name like Smuckers, it has to be good. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, Georgia sorry. has ADD. Yeah, just recently found that out. <laughs> okay, sorry. Everybody else knew. <laughs> I was upset no one told me. <laughs> uh, with a name like Georgia, um, pretty uncommon name. It say? is. Um, people still get it wrong. A lot of people think it's Jordan because uh, because Georgia is not a common name. Right. Um, I mean, it is just, you know, the name of a state. It is. And, and when you do meet people, because I've met a few people named Georgia, they're usually older, older women. Really? Yes. So I'm, I, huh. I consider myself kind of young, <laughs> you know, yeah, but like, young. but when I meet people named Georgia, they're usually like 90. <laughs> I mean, old. Oh, wow. Like, you know. Yeah. They're going to be gone soon. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying on the Georgia name. <laughs> um, does that ever come with 
is that tricky to have a name like that? Yeah. I, I sometimes I, I used to hate my name. Like I really, really did. I hated it because you can't find your name on anything. You know, those cool license plates you yeah, get, you know, with yeah. your name, which a name like Anna and it's spelled pretty normal, right? Yeah, Anna. Real basic. Yeah. But you could find souvenirs. Yeah. I couldn't unless you went to the state of Georgia and then it's got a peach. <laughs> Everything that I have <laughs> has a peach. <laughs> so it's like that's the only time you could find it. And I, I, I honestly, like a lot of people, when I was growing up, I told them, call me George, because they didn't like the name Georgia. And I preferred to be called George. But a lot of people wow. didn't like calling me George either, because they're like, that's a boy's name. And I'm like, okay, but it's a nickname. If you're really a good friend of mine, then you'll know that I prefer it. And there are people still to this day that will call me George. George. Um, do you still prefer that over Georgia? I do still prefer that, yes. But I don't... You never told me. I don't tell many people, because I usually get the same response. So George. Thank you. See, I it, introduced I, you as Georgia. Now I feel like I got to read. No, this no, no. See, because I think that works great because you introduced me as Georgia. But then you can say, George. you know, this is, you know, it goes to George. part of. Yeah. How George. would you spell your George? G-E-O-R-G-E. Like just okay. like the, okay. the male version. George. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> George Washington. <Okay. laughs> but uh, yeah. So Robert calls me George um, when he's, you know, if he, if he uses cute, my though. name. Yeah. So people can't see us. Um, but we are very much a darker tone, would you would you say? Yes. Did I've, you did you run into kind of confusion on that? I did. Up? I had a lot of people think I was um Hispanic, Mexican, um, mixed uh, you know, Caucasian and, and white or Caucasian uh, <laughs> 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 you know Caucasian and, and African American. I mean, I you name it, I everything pr- but what you were. Yeah. And so p- then people are like, What are you? And I'm like, I'm white and they're like, But you don't look white and I'm like, Well, I don't really know. Uh, because my dad is he's half French Canadian, half Italian. And he definitely okay. looks very Italian. But he was born in America. You know, I mean like right. so you think this and I'm like, okay, so to me I'm like my dad is white. Like I yeah. see my dad. My dad yeah. is very much darker complected. I know people can't see him either, but he's he's dark complected. He looks like someone from from Europe. I mean, you know, like mm-hmm. when you think of an Italian, that's that's what he looks like, you know. Yeah. And I very much look like my dad. And um so a lot of people are, are like, well, what are you? And I'm, I just end up telling people I'm Italian because that's just, the, which I am. Yeah. But it's like, I, I didn't grow up in Italy or anything like right. that. Like, I, we're only like third or fourth generation though. Cause um, we found, we went to Ellis Island and we found uh, where my great grandpa came over. So that's really cool. And and like wow. when, when I saw the Statue of Liberty, I was like almost in tears. It was really weird. It's really weird feeling. Yeah. Knowing that like someone that close. Now, I never met my great grandpa, but knowing that like someone that close of relation, like close to you right. was came came here. Yeah. Like, that's what they saw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was wild. Huh. Coolest that experience of my life. Like it really was. I, w- I would love to go back. But yeah, I <laughs> I used to tell people, too, that like I was half black. Besides my dad, the rest of my family is like really white. Just white. But like, yeah, because of my hair and my skin tone and how dark my eyes are and everything, I've had, you know, people just come up to me and start speaking Spanish and I'm just like, no comprende. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I downloaded Duolingo and I'm trying to learn Spanish because I'm like, well, go. if I look it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I think this, I think it's a good 
I just think Spanish is so beautiful too. It is. And, and you know, a lot of people speak it. And mm -hmm. so I think it's a great thing to learn. So not just yeah. because I look it, but like it's, it's, you're right. It's beautiful. Yes. And it's fairly similar to English. I, I say similar. It's, you know, yeah. the romance languages all kind of sound the same and they're right. pretty easy to figure out what's yeah, I what. I think Spanish is one of the easier languages to learn. That'll help you for sure. Yeah. So I can. But yeah, I can totally relate with you on, I mean, I am not white. No. But, so, so, okay. Question. When you fill yeah. out like surveys, what do you put? You know, I was going to ask you the same thing. <gasps> Where are you? Okay. Will so you go first? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I put, I put white You do because I don't know what, cause I'm not Hispanic. Right. I just, so look, you don't put you know. Italian. There's usually not a box oh. for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there for a while, I didn't realize that I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of opposite of you because I thought I was white. Oh, <laughs> so, well, so, yeah, you but, had a different story. Yeah. You know, you know cause I'm adopted. Yeah. So newsflash. I don't know that I've actually announced that on this <gasps> podcast. So, oh. so <laughs> I was adopted at the age of two. So basically. So you yeah, grew I up. I don't remember. Yeah. 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 With so I was brought to the U S before I even turned three, before I even remember anything. So, um, I grew up in Kentucky, the United yeah. States. I was not raised in the culture that I came from. Right. I was just raised Americanized. Right. So I just always thought I was just white with so a tan. I was going to say, did you ever realize <laughs> that you look different? Because like your facial features are different too. Right. And I think that I almost just think it was just the ignorance in me as a kid. Like my parents really tried to, I don't even know how to explain it. I just feel like I never grew up feeling like I looked different from anyone else. Like in my mind, I honestly can remember telling people that I looked like my parents and they'd ask like how, like and how? I would say we, we all wear glasses Yeah, and that's what I thought. That sounds like so look yeah, but that, that's kids for you too. Yeah. But I, it was a blessing in disguise. I think about it now and how silly it is and people can't understand like, you know, like you didn't realize you don't look like your parents. Like your parents are white, white. <laughs> they are pretty white. <laughs> I am not the same skin complexion like, at all. No, but um, see, and and that's funny because, I, you know, you you're adopted and you're like, you know, I raise and I I look what well, you thought you looked like them. I really did. Yeah. yeah, and I grew up and I'm like, I look like my dad. Like I I knew that, but I don't look like anybody else. Yeah, I never felt like I belonged. Mm. And I know that sounds like kind of weird, you know, when you think about because I knew that both my parents were my parents, you know, like I was I was born from them. But like when you look at, you know, your pale sister <laughs> and, yeah, you yeah. know, with her light brown eyes and straight hair, you know, and then my brother who eventually got a tan but didn't have one for a while and blue eyes. And it's just like, like one of us doesn't. Yeah. Get, who yeah. doesn't match? Yeah. <laughs> And my dad's family all looks like him. And so whenever we went to visit them, which wasn't often, we visited them a couple of times. I always felt more at home with them because I, I looked like them. It wasn't like I didn't feel out of place. And even, you know, it's not it doesn't just go to physical appearance. I My brother and sister are both like super smart. Like they were both valedictorian, never struggled really with like math or anything like that. And I as we said earlier, I cheated off of Robert and my friend Sarah. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was just one of those. I never really felt just like part of anywhere. Yeah. It was it was just like I stuck out like a sore thumb wherever I went. Like even even grow, going to the uh, the Christian school, you know, there's more than one kid there. But I was still like pretty much the darkest um, and had the curliest hair. <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. just like I just looked different and, yeah. and like my eyes are almost black. 
and like everyone else there had either really light brown eyes or blue eyes and like right it was really weird i thought blue eyes were like it and i was i always wonder why i didn't have blue eyes because i'm like why but now i'm like i guess most people have brown eyes but yeah so anyway to answer your question um i usually will put white really yeah are you ready to go deep i am deeper than we've been this whole podcast yeah you are very truthful you're very honest you're very upfront and i really respect that about you I didn't used to be for sure. Like I used to be put on this face that I thought everyone wanted, you know? So it was like, Oh, um, you think this, I will mirror that. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like, I just became a reflection of somebody else. That probably comes from that feeling you were talking about earlier about not, not feeling like you belonged. I I, I think so. Like like I really do. I I think they do. And you know, you want to fit in somewhere, but then it gets exhausting. At the same time, because, oh, how did I act around this person and this mm-hmm. person and this person? And then I s- kind of stopped doing that in high school. Like, I, I did a lot more in, like, elementary, middle school and a little bit in high school. But I, like, I tapered off. The older that I got, like, the more that I was just like, I don't want to change who I am. Yeah, like, that it, gets old, yeah. right? It does. And then, but then on the opposite end, you have people that were, like, nice to your face and then behind your back would make fun of you. Mm-hmm. And that hurts. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I I realize now too, like now that I found out I had ADD, <laughs> um, <laughs> that that's just kind of part of it at the same time. Like having ADD is just like a lot of people don't understand brains like that. And so I tend to get along with people who are neurodivergent or neurospicy, if you will. <laughs> I've heard that spicy. term. I like that. I like neurospicy. Um, but yeah, I, I tended to get along with people who neurodivergent people tend to express themselves as who they truly are, you know, and they don't hide behind some kind of wall. I don't know. But yeah, I think a lot of people have that fear and they want to fit in and it can be hard when you don't and when you feel like everyone is against you because then you feel alone. And that's one of the, that's the worst feelings. It is because you don't, you don't want to feel alone. I mean, it's, We, we, we were designed as humans for community. Yeah. Right. We we aren't meant to walk this life alone. And I think, too, that's why, you know, I say 2020 was good for a year for us for marriage, but it was hard on a lot of people because of the pandemic. You know, it was a very real sickness that was happening. And so they were trying to keep people safe. But by doing that hurt a lot of people and because people were isolated. And I know this uh, this isn't like a new thing. This is like a lot of people have said, you know, like I've never felt so alone mm-hmm. as I did when that, because you couldn't even get near somebody. And then when you were around people, you wore a literal mask on your face, not just figuratively, a literal yes. mask yes. on your face. That's even isolating because, you know, you can't even read someone's face. Um, so that, that messed with a lot of mental health. Gosh, it is 2023 and mental health is being taken more seriously than it ever has been thankfully i'm so thankful for that people are able to get more help than they ever have been from mental health but with that there is also rising statistics of suicides that are happening um suicides are not something that is new but it is there are more people who are either thinking about suicides or suicides that are happening in our society i wanted to talk to you kind of personally as someone who you have had to deal with suicide happening in your immediate family. Yes. And I remember when we talked about it when we used to work together. Mm-hmm. It got, I remember a few weeks after the loss, 
I remember talking to you and you were very open about your emotions with it, all of the emotions. Yeah. And so I thought it would be good to have you on on this specific part of this episode. And I know this may be triggering to a lot of people, but I feel like suicide is something that is happening more and more, but it's being less and less talked about. I think you're right. I think I feel like it's still stigmatized, which I I, I think that's the right where like people are scared to bring it up. And I think one of the worst things is when people ask you, how did it happen? Because nobody wants to relive that. No. I mean, you know, yeah. and I understand if you're close to the family or you are the family, I get it because you it's part of closure. That is part of closure. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it to be nosy, that just makes me angry. I mean, you know, because you're already dealing with the emotions of sadness and anger still. And then that's yeah. just adding to the anger. Um, so my sister-in-law was the one who um, she committed suicide. Or I don't know what they call it now, a successful attempt or, or whatever. She had made one attempt prior. And it was still so taboo that we couldn't even tell anyone about the prior attempt. And so... In between the first attempt and the second, there was this space of a couple of months where we were just walking around with this huge burden and we couldn't tell anyone. And so it affected my mood, you know, and it was like it affected everyone in the family, the kids even. I mean, you know, they didn't know what was happening. They still don't know the details because it's not time for, you know, seven, five and two year old to know what happened. You know, I mean, like. We just say she was sick because she was. And and I think that's what some people don't realize. It's like mental health, it is a sickness. It's just not one that you can see. Sometimes you can see it, you know, when, when you're around them. You know, I, I, I still struggle with these emotions. Like um, my niece's first day of school was Wednesday and I wanted to text my sister-in-law. And that makes me mad, <laughs> you know, and sometimes I'm just like really upset by it. And the girls know that she she passed. And so then just like randomly out of nowhere, they'll just be like, oh, she died. And, you know, it's just like we have to say, yes, she did. And it's like almost every time you relive this whole thing over again. And it's just still there, you know. And it's that's that's hard because I lo- sometimes you just want to shove it down into this dark part and just go, oh, okay, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to think about it out of sight, out of mind. But, right. but the bad thing is you can't get it out of your mind. It's somewhere in the recesses of your mind. And I think seeing how it's affected different members of the family is I, I react differently. Like I'm angry for my niece. I'm sad for my mother-in-law, heartbroken for my brother-in-law. I mean, you know, you lost a wife, a mother, a friend, an aunt, a sister. These all mean something different. Like, I had a different relationship with her than even Robert did. And um, I didn't grow up with her, but I knew her as long as I knew Robert. And that was like, you know, I mean, you you know somebody for, I think we did the math. We've known each other like 17 years. You know somebody for 17 years and then they're gone. That's a big part of your life because we did a ton of stuff together. And, you know, we were friends and eventually we became family. I finally made peace with it. I finally made peace by, I went to the, the gravesite and I yelled at her and uh, you know logically I'm going she can't hear me but it was cathartic to let go and just tell her that she ruined everything 
and I know maybe some people don't want to hear that, but sometimes it's what you need to do to get it off your chest, to get it, you know, just to say it out loud. And then what I think about too is when someone commits suicide, they truly believe it's their only option. To think that the only way to relieve yourself from the pain that you're feeling is death. And that's sobering. And you think, everyone says, oh, it's so selfish. Is it? Is it selfish of them or is it selfish of us? Like, Mm -hmm. if you think about it that way, do you want that person to be in immense pain? But you don't want them to leave either. It comes to this big loop and then you're wrestling with these thoughts. Like, are these okay thoughts to have? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Because it's normal to wonder why. You know, why would you choose this when you had, you're only 29. You weren't even 30. You know, you're 29. You had a beautiful girl and a wonderful husband. You know, why? But we don't know what's going on in somebody's mind. But we, you know, all I know is it was painful for her. And I, that's sort of how I came to peace with it. Going, you know, I know where she's at. She's in a better place. She's not hurting anymore. And like I said, some people might not want to hear that these feelings exist, but they do. And I think maybe it's helpful for some people to hear that it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to be angry still. It's okay to laugh at memories. It's okay to cry randomly. It's okay to look back at old text messages and pictures and, you know, just have the memories. And I think that's something, too, my mother-in-law says that, like, a lot of people, they'll shy away from talking about her. She's like, I don't want you to do that. I want to hear the stories that you have about my daughter. You know, and I don't I don't want someone to not tell me their stories about anybody that you you love somebody. You want to talk about them. Yeah. um, That was really tough for me to hear. Um, I remember. mm, I remember her from. Like going to church as a kid, Mm -hmm. I would see her and just see her like smiling face. So, yeah. She had a beautiful smile. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, to talk about it. It is. I will be honest. Um, I, we had to take a very brief, lengthy, lengthy break. (laughs) The whole reason I had you on this podcast was I specifically was like, we have to talk about suicide because it is not talked about. And then I got emotional and I hit the, the pause button on the recorder and I was, I looked at you and I was like, why did I just pause it? The whole reason I had you on was to talk about why it's so hard to talk about this topic. And then I pause it and I don't, you don't even get real emotion. But we know it was there. Yeah. And we were talking about this a little bit off air. Grief is so different for everyone. Grief is not linear. Grief doesn't just go away. I, I see, I've seen like a, a drawing that says like, oh, grief is like a bottle that shrinks, but it doesn't. It's just other things are around you. And that grief will be there. And some days it creeps up and it's just all consuming. And some days it's not. And it's okay. No matter what you feel, it's okay. You know, I one of my things I try to do, you know, just like try to put a smile on somebody's face, even if it's just by smiling at them. Kindness is free. Costs nothing to be nice to somebody to love because deep down everyone just needs love absolutely no that's good oh my goodness well this has been just a roller coaster of a podcast it was it was really fun though yeah it was, i can't wait to to hear the final cut it'll yeah. be really cool i hope people stick around through all of it i know there's some tough parts through this yeah. but i 
I solely sat down with you because I knew I wanted to get that out there. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for, for doing that. And thanks for this podcast. I mean, it's really cool. Really cool oh, thing to do. Thank you. I definitely took away so much from just your perspective on things. So thank you for your honesty. And yeah, you're welcome. I know that's hard, but uh, man, I just feel like that has been so therapeutic for me. So thank you for Good. sitting with me and thank you for um, allowing me to just, gosh, cry. It's all right. You're a great friend and I'm, thank I'm really you. grateful that you're in my too. life. Well, thank you so much to our listeners who have made it to this point in our podcast today. Thank you for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and until next week. Bye-bye.